everybody, it's Rachel Hayward, um, Ask the Chameleon, part of our Small Business 100 podcast campaign. I'm delighted today to be joined by um, Justina Nurse from Stuart Mobility. And there's the phone already, which just is testament to what we're going to be talking about, which is brilliant. So, Justina, do you want to briefly tell everybody um, what Stuart Mobility is about? Okay, so Stuart Mobility is a retail company and we specialise in chairs. We sell rise and recline chairs and um, healthcare chairs. So they're for the elderly, disabled, people in care homes, hospitals, all of that. And that's what we've chosen to do is specialise in chairs. So I knew you were in a former life, <laughs> yeah. both of our former lives. So I worked with Justina in the voluntary and community sector um, and we worked together oh, over five years ago now. So how did yeah. Stuart Mobility come about? Okay, so my background is the voluntary sector. And so I've always been working with people from charities. So they tend to be vulnerable people. Um, and that's always been where my heart lies. So I've never ever worked, funnily enough, in the private sector, ever. So uh, making money and not putting it back in is a bit of a strange concept. So... Um, I took redundancy from my former life because um, almost 10 years ago now my life completely changed because I had my second child, Fred, um, a little boy. So uh, when he was born we had a difficult, difficult pregnancy but I didn't think anything of it because he was my second child. But it later transpired that something was not quite right. Um, and finally, I think he was age six, I, he was diagnosed with uh, ASD, which is autistic, Autism Spectrum Disorder. Right. It's amazing when you shorten things, how you forget what the actual proper name is. So yes, yeah, so he's got ASD, but in old money, he's got what's called Asperger's Syndrome. Right. But they don't tend to diagnose that specifically anymore. They tend to give everybody the Spectrum Disorder. But Fred uh, quite... Uh, categorically fitted Asperger's he had no other issues there was no ADHD there was no dyslexia or anything like that so the paediatrician was quite happy to give him his proper diagnosis but then cut then said he, he'd got Asperger's um, and what that means for us as a family well it completely changed completely changed our lives because living with a child or even an adult with Asperger's is very difficult it's called high function in autism because he's very bright, he's very intelligent, he can have a conversation, he can look you in the eye. All of those things that people don't associate with autism. Right. Um, so he appears, for want of a better word, normal right. as a regular kid. However, his sensory issues and his anxiety are beyond belief. And these can then result in what we call in our household a meltdown. Right. So... It meant that um, it was very difficult to hold down a regular job right. for both of us because Stuart, who runs Stuart Mobility with me and who he's named after, um, also had a regular nine-to-five job. And we couldn't because Fred hardly didn't sleep. He right. didn't sleep through the night for the first three years right. at all. I used to have to sleep on his floor and I used to get like 20 minutes, 40 minutes. He was constantly waking up. And of course, we didn't know why when he was little. So we were very, very tired all the time. So Stuart started um, selling 
from home um, on eBay. That was how, just to bring in some income, and I went freelance as a qualified trainer um, and assessor doing MVQs because I could work from home and I could go out and come back when I needed to for school and all of that when he was at home because he needed me at home. Um, and then Stuart's business was ticking along quite nicely and then it started to grow as these things do. And um, he was um, he was selling mobility equipment because that was where he'd come from. Right. And he was selling it second hand because he realised there was a market out there for vulnerable and elderly people who couldn't afford the high prices of equipment. And again, because of my background, that sat really well with me because it just meant that he could uh, he could fulfil a need and there was a niche out there for people who wanted good quality second-hand goods, yeah. but not at the steep prices. Because, yeah. you know, some of these equipments, pieces of equipment are thousands. It's a lot of money for somebody who's living on a pension really? and needs it. So... Um, we realised there was a bit of a niche and it started to grow and it grew so much that we then decided we couldn't work from home anymore um, and we then got our first set of premises in Willington in South Derbyshire and opened a small shop but we used the term shop loosely and this is why we're quite unique because again with Fred we couldn't run a nine to five Monday to Saturday retail establishment because we couldn't be there. Some days he couldn't, he can't get to school right. or we're generally late everywhere because his anxiety builds up so much, so much that we can't get him out of the house. So we didn't want a regular retail establishment. So we avoided high street. Right. And we went to a little industrial estate in Willington and set up there where we had the backing of the people whose building we were in would take deliveries for us when we weren't there. They would let customers know. Um, and, it, and it grew from, from there, really. So we fitted our business around our family and yeah. we still continue to do that because it's, as we say in our house, it's all about Fred. <laughs> <laughs> and the business has has grown fantastically well since you started at home and then moved to Wellington and now you've moved again and, and we're here in your in your premises now in, in Burton. Yeah, so we outgrew Wellington um because it was just a small showroom for want of a better uh word than a than a shop. It was a little showroom so people could come and sit and try the chairs, which was important to get them to fit properly. Because there's a lot of bad press at the minute in our industry, in the mobility industry, of people selling on the internet and being box shifters, for yeah. one for a better phrase. So somebody will ring up and, and or book online, sorry, and book, buy a chair. They've never tried it. They don't know if it fits them. They don't know what it feels like. They don't know if the seat's hard or soft. All of these things. And then they get it, it gets delivered by a courier, dumped outside the house, nobody's there to put it together, they can't, try, and then it might not even fit them or do what they want it to do. So it was important for me that although we've got an internet site, that we have also got a physical showroom so that people can bring family members down and they can try the chairs. So we outgrew Willington, and because our turnover has more than doubled each year, and we're now in our fourth year, so... You know, the turnover's been phenomenal with the customers. So we've now moved again to another industrial site rather than a retail premise. Um, and we've got a little showroom 
I've got a nice office that we're sat in now, and uh, and Stuart's got a warehouse, so he can work in the warehouse, fix chairs, um, still do um, second-hand chairs and pre-owned chairs, so he services them and cleans them and does all of that in his man cave, and um, and that's where we can store orders when people do buy off the internet because in the last place, we were putting them in the showroom, right. and it was like one of those you know those children's puzzles those square puzzles that yeah. you have to move the blocks round and you don't it was a bit like that when somebody walked in move the chairs round so somebody could sit on them so hopefully we're going to be here for quite a while now because we've got the right we've got the right setup um we've just crossed the border from derbyshire into staffordshire now so yeah well, welcome to betonia where obviously i i uh, i live <laughs> and work as well even though i work in, in derbyshire the majority of the time so i guess there are certain things that are really important to you about Stuart Mobility. So yes, that it accommodates your your family life, but also because of the bad press that can be around in the industry, you wanted to make sure, didn't you, that your customers had a completely different experience? Yeah, and that's why we specialise. So although the title of our business is Stuart Mobility, we actually only do chairs. So we're not we're very unique because we don't fit the stereotype of a mobility shop so we don't sell scooters we don't sell bath aids we don't sell all of those things because that is a retail shop yeah. and that I can't fulfill that because of our family mm -hmm. um, needs so we've chosen to specialize in chairs because we can provide a really good service then we know we know them inside out so rather than having a, a mobility shop where I've got to know everything about everything, um, to, to do just one item of chairs, although there are very many different sorts of chairs, it means that I can give that expertise and that knowledge to people. Um, and, and that happened really recently, didn't it, really? Your decision to specialise just in the chairs. Yeah, it was. I think it was in the last six time goes so fast. I think it was within. Was definitely within the last year. Yeah. We dabbled a bit with scooters and stuff because typically when you open a retail establishment, whether it's online or in a physical shop, you get the reps coming in. Oh, you sell this, do this, because most of the chairs are made by companies that also then make scooters, right. and also do all the mobility aids. They're all kind of linked. So. Um, that's that we got you know we thought oh should we because most of our customers generally if people need a chair that helps them get up and stand up the logic is they often then need a stair lift they need a bed and a scooter as well as all the other daily yeah. living aids so they all fit nicely together but we couldn't offer that same expertise we can't offer that level of service and and scooters to be fair are the, the just a minefield because they've just got all these little computers on board yeah. and we can't I, I don't want to be doing something that i'm not fully 100 percent behind because then i won't deliver the service and then concentrating just on that range but one product but that range has that made a difference to your management of the company and also you know the the figures the numbers do you think yeah, I think that's why we've grown a lot because, like I said, there isn't. I haven't met anybody else in the country yet who's like us. We're so unique. Yes, there are furniture companies that will sell a riser recline chair, but it'll be a bog standard one. And there are then mobility companies who then sell the specialist healthcare chairs, but again, along with another range of stuff. 
So we've then specialised and done both of those and there isn't anybody else that I've yet discovered who does that. So it, it, it's, it has helped us because a lot of people, a lot of customers ring us up and say, I need one of those chairs that'll help my mum get out. <laughs> but then they'll slip something into the conversation like, oh, she's incontinent and she's got swollen ankles. And that's where I can then use my expertise and say, actually, you don't want a riser recline chair because the fabric is wrong on it, because yes. you only need one accident on a fabric chair and it's ruined. And they'll go, oh, I didn't think about that. So then I can then explain to them about the different fabrics and then the different mechanisms. These chairs don't just lift up and put your feet up. They do lots of different things. There's dual motor, there's single motor, and the most popular one that we sell is called a tilting space chair, which actually raises your ankles higher than your hips, right. which allows for drainage. Yeah, exactly. So they're quite specialist. And I wish I'd, a, I'd be really rich for everybody that came in and said, I didn't realise that buying a chair was so complex. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yes. And if somebody sat in it for eight hours a day and you've got to manage your pressure care as well, then that's why we're doing really well, I think, because we know all about, you know, what type of cushions to put in and everything. Fantastic. Who knew that it was so complicated? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You are an expert. <laughs> who, who knew that six years ago when we worked together that this is where, well, you would be and also I would be? I would yeah. never have... I've never... But I've never worked in retail, ever. This is... I've never... So even as a... You know, when you're a teenager... And you used to get Saturday jobs. Yeah. I worked in a pub. I didn't work. I've never done retail. Steep learning curve or what? Because all of a sudden, yes, you want to sell a good product and you want to look after your customers. But hey-ho, you've then got to look after your accounts. You've got to do marketing. You've got to do all these other functions that you have with a business. And it's like, whoa. So how do you manage that side of things? Well, that's by learning from other people but I, I knew straight away that I needed to get out there and find these people so I joined I looked at all these different networking groups because I was like what what's networking what what why do I because my initial reaction with networking was I they're not my customers I don't need I don't need to go out and meet all these business owners my customer is Joe Bloggs who's sat in there an old person sat in a home how wrong I was um so I went to a networking group called Derby Hub and a very friendly group and lo and behold in that room was <laughs> a person that fitted every department that I would have in a business yeah. so the expertise in that room for marketing computers HR everybody and yourself you know for for writing any kind of bids or awards, anything like that. That's I can't do that. That's not what I've done. It's not my background. So it was great. So I joined there, and I still a member now, because that's my, that is my business there. They're all my departments until I grow big enough that I can employ somebody. Yeah. But I'm not at that stage yet. And I think what networking also gives is that emotional support because. You know, we all have days when we feel that we can't do it. It's not going very well. Or, you know, we have a customer that doesn't pay or is late paying and that, you know, that can affect our motivation and our confidence. You know, we're only, we're only human. Yeah. Um, and I think meeting other business people in networking situations where you can share that is so important. 
Yeah. Um, you know, because we're not islands and, and human beings need contact with other human beings to go, it's okay, it's happened to me, it's not you, it's not Yeah, yeah. It's not unique to you, it's not anything that you've done, it's just business and that's how it is. Because I think we can get a bit um, overwhelmed sometimes. And especially for you guys, you know, this is your joint livelihood. Yeah, and I work with my husband. Yes. I'm with my husband 24-7. And we're still married. Yay! Yeah. So that I mean, and that's that's quite. There are quite there are quite a few now of married couples working together. We always um, signpost people for stair lifts to again another married couple, who 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 specialise in just stair lifts, and you know they're in they're North Derbyshire, and it's great to, to meet them. But you know it's it, going back to what you said about network. It's very lonely. Because, yes, I've got somebody who I work with, but he's my husband. He doesn't always want to talk to me about chairs and work. And sometimes I sit here and it's just, I've got nobody to bounce ideas off or to ask anybody, you know, does this sound right? Does this work? So, yeah, I've I've realised that networking helps with all of that. If it's the right group where you've got, where you've got that freedom to go, do you know what? Um, it's not working or I'm I'm not I'm feeling a bit blue today and yeah. do you know what the Derby Hub's been great for that because you can be honest as well and I think those groups are quite rare actually but you have to go to a lot of different ones to, to find, find it. them to your yeah. mini tribe and I remember talking to a, an entrepreneur a long time ago he went to different networking groups for different things you know and there was one where he would share you know, personal things, yeah, and, yeah. and then there was others that he went to purely to, you know, work the room and get referrals, and then another one that he went to for business strategy, and they would meet once a quarter, get yeah, their yeah. business plans out, and I, That's good. I was always fascinated by that, because I can get super absorbed in the day-to-day, -day. my head never comes above the parapet to, right Rachel, have you met your business plan targets this quarter, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, and I, I coach other businesses, so that's why I have a coach myself. Um, but you can get lost and absorbed in, in yeah. that. Um, and well, when you run the business, like you run it together, I run mine from home, it can bleed in, into all aspects of your life if yeah. you're not aware of that. So tell me about how the boys get involved, because I think this is, this is amazing. So the boys are dead funny at home because they'll go, chairs, chairs, chairs. That's all we talk about is chairs, chairs, chairs. So they've got their own little sweat. They've all got their own little polo shirts, the same as their dad's, so red with stupid ability on. So school holidays is a treat, especially the six weeks holidays, because we've got no staff. We have to keep going. Yeah. And in the past, we've always noticed a dip at August and at Christmas. Hey-ho, not this year. So <laughs> August came along and the kids are both off. So um, we have no alternative. They have to go with Dad on deliveries. So because of Fred's autism, so part of his Asperger's is he gets fixated on particular topics. So it was power stations for a while. It was windmills this summer holiday. So he would then go, Dad, where are you going? I'm going down to Kent. Oh, there's lots of windmills there. So he makes his list. Whilst we're there, yeah. can we? So he, um, he's been to Blackpool, I don't know how many times, because every time Dad goes to Blackpool on a delivery, Fred always goes. So he, he trundles along, and he's really good. He's not like your average kid who sits going, when are we there, are we there yet? So he sits quite nicely and looks out the window, has conversations. But yeah, so he goes on the deliveries. 
depending on how he feels, again, because of his autism, his anxiety, he will get out and help. So um, he goes he goes into the person's house. We always ask them, is it all right if uh, Fred can come in? That's normally met with a, oh, yes, of course, come in. Um, so he goes in and nine times out of ten, the older person that we've gone to will start a conversation. Oh, why aren't you at school? Are you enjoying your holidays? So he normally comes out with a chocolate bar. <laughs> Which is quite, uh, which he quite likes, and and that's how we have to rock and roll in the holidays, because because we don't have any babysitters because um, my mum's quite is is elderly, um, he um, we can't get a regular babysitter, we can't use holiday clubs, after school clubs, breakfast clubs, it just doesn't work for it. Well, we could, but he wouldn't thank us for it. Um, so he has to come. And you and then you manage it, don't you? Because you have to. Yeah, and, there's no alternative. But I you know, I've read the feedback from your customers um, <laughs> because we've worked together on, on business awards and, and they do love that. And and I think they also love the fact that you are a family company. So when the boys come along, particularly Fred as well, then they can really see that. And because yeah. you're dealing with people who are traditional yeah. vulnerable perhaps don't really see many other people or many young people very often no it's and, a treat yeah and i think that's nice and i think that really reinforces everything that student mobility is about yeah in that one experience yeah and it and it's great and i'd love to build on that i often i, I do worry about the loneliness agenda that's often talked about um and again because of our background and working in that sector it, it you know i think about those things and maybe when we do get bigger and I have got the capacity and the time that is something I'd like to look more into of tackling because you're right when we take Fred out a lot of the it's the adult children that have bought the chair online or have spoken to me mum lives a hundred miles away yeah. will you and, and our service is good because Stuart takes it in the house sets it up will sometimes hoover up where the old chair's been. He'll take the old chair away if they need him to. And it's that full service. And he's often there at least an hour because they'll have a conversation with him. Because you're right, they, they see the carers come in, but it's not the same. The carers are there to do a job. There's no, it's not, there's no banter. You know, there's no regular conversation. And that's really quite nice. So when you take, you know... A small person along as well. <laughs> That's the other thing that makes a difference is the fact that we do take it in. We take it in the house and set it all up. You know, if you buy online from a lot of places, you have to pay extra for that. And, you know, or a courier drop. They're big, heavy chairs and the backs come off them. They come in two parts. Who's going to put that? You know, if you're 82. <laughs> Especially if, if your children do live 100 miles away. They're not uh, yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, so it's the complete, it's the complete package, and I think my background has helped with that because I don't see myself as a retailer who sells chairs. That's not what it's about. That might be my, that's my commodity. That's what I do. But the actual product that I actually sell, not only is it the comfort and the keeping somebody independent at home so they don't have to go into a care home, but it's that full blown family service as well of bringing it in, setting it all up.
checking they're all right, checking they know how to use it. It's scary, you know, when you're that age and somebody's giving you an electric chair. You're a, it's a different generation you're dealing with. So, you know, it's... Uh, it's, and I like it for that. I love it for that because we're not, we're not just a regular mobility shop. Thanks for listening. For more information about Ask the Chameleon, please visit our website www.askthechameleon.co.uk And for information about Small Business Saturday locally, we're running an event through Derby Hub and the University of Derby on the 1st of December from 10 till 12 noon. Free tickets are available from Derby Hub's website www.askthechameleon.co.uk derbyhub.co.uk. Thanks for listening. Bye.